All right, you guys, everyone got the picture? Yeah. yeah. Then move out. Up, 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 up. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Gee, Sarge, I like combat. Yeah, kid, there's just one thing. What's that? Raid's here. Raid! Yes, Raid, house and garden bug killer for both indoors and outdoors. Raid hunts bugs down like radar and kills them dead. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello, creepy crawlies! I'm working on a little infestation problem here at the old vault. It seems like the roaches are muscling out some of the little guys, so... I have to dump a bucket of silverfish down here every once in a while just to even the score up a little bit. Having a balanced vermin ecosystem is important, so you always have company. And a ready supply of protein. Yum, yum, yum. This month, we have a cautionary tale about how you shouldn't let the government meddle with your pests. Then again... Without the government, who would cull the population of island locals with man-eating cucarachas? What a conundrum. Anyway, here's the nest. And I guess it's the best we can do. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Hello everyone and welcome to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. I am your one of your hosts, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. would like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show today. And uh, we have another Horror Rack hanger on uh, for you today. And I am not alone, as I'm never alone on this show. And left to right across your podcast dial, joining me first, the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler. Death comes slow to those who run. <laughs> sounds like something I said at my junior prom, but, uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Tree of evil bears bitter fruit, you old hag. But, uh, and joining, also joining us, my brother, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. Adequate. <laughs> but she Again, says to him. Something else I heard at my junior prom. As well. Ooh, better than being subadequate. Yeah, and then uh, and and rounding out our little uh, collective hive mind, if you will, is uh, two true freaks OG, Mister Chris Honeywell. So the gorilla looks at Lady Die and says, <laughs> "Topical." Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. So we are. So um, we are taking a look as if you couldn't tell from those. We are taking a look all the way back to 1988 to look at The Nest. And uh, this one's not our fault. I'm just going to put this out there. Shout out to our listener, Roel Gonzalez, who wrote in and suggested 
that that we watched the nest i think based entirely on the cover art to the vhs box <laughs> and there that's, is nothing uh, that's there a is... valid way of suggesting a, a movie to us i oh, yeah. have to say well, for a horror rack hanger on it is yeah we will it's... judge a book by its cover yeah. <laughs> It absolutely, it absolutely is, because that is the point, right? I mean, you would yes. go to the horror section of your local mom-and-pop video store, you know, and you would you would cruise up and down, and you'd see this one staring out at you, you know, an all-black cover. In red, it says the nest, and all the little parts of where the nest are is made up of individual roach silhouettes. <sighs> and there is a girl laid out. She is wearing... Uh, simply a, a white bra and uh, white lacy panties, and she's rearing back, falling back on one knee like she's being attacked by a giant, five-foot-long giant roach that is standing on her chest and biting at her uh, her throat. It's kind of Leda and the Swan, except with, like some chick in a roach. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I saw some chick in a roach once. They opened for melted butter. They were pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and it has the great cover. Hey, copy. that's a that's a party for me right there, man. Some, <laughs> Some chicken, chicken a roach. Chicken a roach, man. <laughs> yeah. Night live at the pit, but uh... and the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the cover copy on the VHS. This is uh, this was released by uh, MGM United Artists uh, Home Video in uh, in nineteen uh, either nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety. I've seen conflicting reports, but roaches have never tasted flesh until now. Oh my God. Jeez, I think roaches have tasted flesh, though. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Uh, she's just an appetizer, is is what it says. And uh, I will talk about this a little bit in the movie, but actually, uh, our our leading our leading female star, Lisa Langlois, who you might remember as the freaked out girl from Happy Birthday to Me, yep. uh, the one that that the one that didn't get killed. That is holding yep. the present at the end of it. Also from class of 1984, I am the future man, you know, uh, which uh, of course had the young Michael J. Fox in it and Alice Cooper pl playing a, a song on that. Uh, she did not like that poster. She thought it was a oh, bit, yeah. uh, it was a bit offensive because oh the woman on the poster had much bigger breasts than she did. And she was wearing underwear and in the movie. She didn't wear underwear. So. <laughs> well, but it's not just that though. It's also too. She goes, it's it, the the poster is unrealistic compared to the movie. And I was like, has, <laughs> has she has she never seen a movie poster before? Because a lot of times there are things that aren't in the movie. Um, but as Luke mentioned, she was she was in Happy Birthday to Me in Class of '84 uh, uh, in both in 1981, um, and then in '82 she answered that with Deadly Eyes because you know that was a classic. That's the Rat movie. Uh, oh, which is also known as rats and rats and uh, night eyes. So she's um, working through all the vermin, basically uh, through all the well, pestilence. I mean, you know, I mean, and then she went on to make, uh, you know, uh, awesome. You know, the, the movies that were literally like you were like, this is definitely somebody who is like, you know, into her craft. Uh, Joy of Sex in '84, The Slugger's Wife in '85, um, and Joy of Sex is uh, National AKA Lampoon's movie, Lampoon's, isn't it? Yes, National Lampoon's Joy of Sex, which is I think is pretty funny. Um, when you think about it, because like it's National Lampoon's kind of movie, um, and the uh, the Nest was actually released May thirteenth, uh, nineteen eighty eight, and you're thinking like, oh, nineteen eighty eight, wasn't there a Friday the Thirteenth movie that came out that day? It did. 
it decided to try to open up against Friday's uh, Friday Seven, the New Blood, aka well. my favorite Friday movie of all time. Um, <laughs> and I'm just saying, is your poster's really good. I mean, this, I love the poster to this movie, but you're opening against a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Like, even if if because this this is a Roger Corman movie. So for those of you who didn't know, this is Roger Corman made this. This some of you might be thinking, is this Full Moon? No, 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 no. No, this isn't no, no. Full Moon. Yeah, this is Roger is. Corman. Like, well, this is con- well, this was con- this was well, this was Concord Pictures. Yeah. So Concord that was Pictures, yeah. that Corp. yeah that was um that that was one of his companies. Yes. Uh, yeah. At at the time, and what's funny is that this actually does feature um uh, uh, stock footage from another yes uh, an- another movie that also Deep. released by Concord yeah. Pictures, which is yeah, which human, is from Human Deep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying is like for just in case anyone thought like oh this is like a cheapy kind of, like this isn't Full Moon this is definitely Roger Corman. And you can tell because there are no little tiny puppets running around in this movie. Um, I'm just saying. Anyway, no, puppets are so, big in this. Yes, they're much bigger. So, but I'm saying, but if you're going to open your movie, you have a horror movie, and you're going to open against Friday Seven. Like if you said you opened against Friday Two, right? Or even at worst, Friday, you know, 3D. By seven, you fucking know you ain't going to beat them. <laughs> what are you doing? Are Listen, they, slapdick. Like, one week early, one week later. Are they hoping to catch like, oh, we know Friday the 13th will sell out and people want to see a horror movie, so they'll just catch us instead and they I have it running so. like 10 minutes after Friday the 13th or something? I don't think I, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems just, like a bad plan and it doesn't seem very Roger Corman-like to, yeah. to do that. It's, it's almost like, do you remember the show Freakazoid? Yep. Yes, I love Freakazoid. Fa- do you remember Fanboy, that his yes. main goal was to hang out with somebody famous to get all the overflow babes? That's basically yeah. the plan you just described. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the problem is, is that the problem is none of that plan worked. No. So, I mean, if, see, if you had put this movie out by itself, like, I mean, I mean, a week before, a week after, right? doesn't matter. Just not the exact same week as it. You might, you had a chance at possibly getting people to go because, hey, you know, hey, we saw Friday the 13th last week. Oh, let's go see this one. This is going to have a naked chicken in it, getting it on with a bug, you know, yeah. because that's, yeah, like, let's go see that, you know, kind of thing. Like, inconceivable um so um yeah uh i i was looking trying to find like nail down like how much money was spent on this what it took in those numbers are just not there Um, how was this thing even marketed like i I don't know like everything about this movie just belies that they had no budget at all you know they everything like they have you have your giant corporation and it's represented by a voice over a phone, a bunch mm-hmm. of like bad computer printouts from that time and like hand painted signs and labels on crates. And that yeah. was it. That was that was Intech Corporation. Yes. So your director here was Terrence Winkless, um, who probably is best known uh, for being a member of the Banana Splits. Where he played Bingo the Gorilla. What? Oh, um, not kidding. <laughs> well, this movie just jumped to the top, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know it had Banana Splits represented. No, no. And, and here's the crazy part: I actually watched the horror movie, The Banana Splits, uh, uh, based on that. Yeah, and and, and it, it, it wasn't family friendly, but um, yes, but that is what he is best known for, which is the crazy part. He's best known for literally being that. Um, he worked on the original uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, and then this is his actual, this is the crazy part, right? This is his, uh, this is his de- directorial debut. 
he he actually gets a writing credit on the Howling, and then he went to and he eventually wanted to. This is his directorial debut. Um, I, I mean, in terms of stepping stones, you you're under a costume, and then you're a writer, and then you're a director. I mean, it's kind of yeah, hard to throw through, 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 because, through because Roger Corman Carmen. gave him a chance. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. It's a very, very. That's it's a very. That's a very Roger Corman arc, you know. Yeah. And exactly. for a first-time director in a Roger Corman movie, under the probably the time and money constraints. It's, oh. No. There's 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 some things about that you know I was watching this go yeah this director yeah, yeah but you know once you you start considering the budget and probably they had you know like thirteen hours to film it and a shoebox full of dollar bills <laughs> it starts no, but, looking a little better you know but Chris you would be mistaken this actually was a twenty five day shoot which is unheard days. of twenty five oh, days. I went and looked that up. made three movies in that life. Yeah, three why? Movies. For, for what? There's, there's no, That's what I didn't know. <laughs> all, the sets are, all the sets are just existing places, locations. There's nothing, you know, the most super fancy thing is the lighthouse. And they don't even really like, I think they built a fake lighthouse set because it looks really cheesy when they turn the lighthouse yeah. on yeah. from inside. So, but the thing is, it's it's very very like there's just nothing to like you yeah. could just whip through this filming this movie. So that's what I did. I went and looked that up, and it's it's been several places have it at 25 days, and I was like that seems wrong because Roger Corman was known for leaving on a Friday, coming back on a Monday with a movie, like kind of thing. Like he could do those things in like two days, bang it out, you know, somewhere down in Puerto Rico or you know, whatever, just go bang yeah. a movie out. This is a long time, and they didn't bother going to get like trained cockroaches. They oh, just went and got them off the street. They just gathered oh. the cockroaches. And here's yeah, they, the they, killer. They, they part. basically, yeah, they they went because this this was this was filmed in uh, it, this was was filmed in in Los Angeles, right? I yeah. knew it was. So they New went England. down. They went down to Hollywood Boulevard. They started pitting. I was like, hey, buddy, cockroach. You know, got any friends you want to be in? A, you want to be in the pictures, pal? All yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, so, okay, man, yeah. You got so 9,000 friends? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so they went and got the cockroaches, right? They just went and collected cockroaches. And the problem was that it actually took years for them to kill off all the cockroaches in the studio because they're in stu- the studio got infested. Because that's the kind of level. <laughs> that's what cockroaches do. That's literally yeah. their thing. Never no, no, I, underst- <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. So, um, but the, uh, um, and, and which even is, which funnier. Which is really incredible when you get down to it because you know how, any time now that there's a movie, like anytime they make another sequel to uh, A Dog's Life or anything like that, you know, we get some clickbait article about how, how poorly the animals have been treated and they've had a suit brought against them by some animal rights group or another. I don't think anybody was really on the set of The Nest when, you know, we got cockroaches getting smashed and hot coffee poured on them and thrown into... Uh, into pots and microwaved and so hang on look let me answer your question do you remember the movie wild beast yes okay there's the scene where they they, hold on one second one second for listeners who may not know oh wild beast correct me if i'm wrong was a german film yes where uh lsd accidentally was put to the water supply oh no on purpose on purpose was it on purpose okay yes it's on purpose water supply of the zoo and yes. all the all the zoo animals go crazy in the city, oh. and they start killing people down. And in, that includes oh. what, a leopard in the subway car. Oh. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah no, it's a tiger. Tiger in the tiger. tiger oh. left. It, it has a cheetah. The best is the cheetah chasing the woman down in the convertible. But is, the scene I'm talking about. Is there a gorilla? Wait, no. Hang on. There's an elephant, though. Um, yeah. So, oh what I. Yeah. So the the scene I'm talking about though is when all of the rats are going crazy and they literally turn a fire hose on real rats and they just start mowing them down and they go, screw it. And they set them on fire in the movie. You watch them take a flamethrower to rats. And I said, isn't PETA going to step in? And it's like, technically they're vermin. Germany. Right. Where life is cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh my God! So, but that's what this made, that those scenes made me think of. So, those are some of the things I want to throw out there about this movie. Um, this movie is actually based Wait, on a you novel. Never answered my question though. Is there a what? gorilla? There a gorilla? I don't think so. Monkeys? No, what? What? Yeah, there's no, some I don't monkeys. So I know there's, there's they, cats. they go crazy in the cages, but they don't have them out. It's uh, all big cats. And what is it? A bear? What terrorizes uh, the girls? I think it's a giant. Like, yeah, it's got to be a bear in the in the the uh, the dance studio. Who is just <laughs> gone? Dude, <laughs> wild I, beast. I, I like, yeah. Wild that, beast that, has to be seen to be understood. Like it is, it is just insane. a weird. I like. Freaking movie. I like that part, and then I like the part with the bull when he's going through the town. He ends up in the china shop. Oh, yes. And he's like, I know what this looks like. I know what this looks like. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that movie again. You need to see me. So, but I just want to throw some of those things out there, and and this is something that I could not believe it first and then i thought about it and it's like oh of course it is the nest you're thinking to yourself going okay like this is actually based on a book um and and it's an actual um horror uh, horror novel from the it's it's part of if you ever read the 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 book it's called paperbacks from hell it's one of the main ones they talk about in fact that book the paperbacks from hell uh, was a giant tome about all these different things from the 70s and stuff like that. I, I, I own that book. I was digging for it. I've never read it, but I, yeah. I have it somewhere on my in my paperback, so I couldn't find it for the show. It was driving me nuts. So, but when that when that came out, a number of books were re-released at an exorbitant price at print on so like at seventeen dollars for print on demand. Like these books used to be like a dollar. On the on the paperback racks, and now they're putting them out seventeen dollars to what having whatever. I mean, they're even like ten dollars in Kindle. I'm like, who's buying it? But oh, one of you. the books, no, but one of the books it, they I didn't sell well. One of the books that came out was this, was the Nest, and I was like, holy crap! I totally forgot about that because I read the book a couple years ago, and I had forgotten that that was one of the books that people had said was one of the most requested books from this time. So I don't know if the Nest. Um, uh, who is it? Ian Col- Ian Coulter. E. What's his name? Um, I don't know. I'll find it. To hell with it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I can't find it. To hell with it. The uh, um, that was one of the most requested books people had. Uh, Eli Cantor. Excuse me. Eli Cantor is the guy's name. And because it was such a classic, quote unquote, book from that time. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I've never read it, but I, I know there was I- some. There's some main differences, though. I heard that. Well, like when 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 I was watching this movie, my first like as as it was going along and the story was developing, it reminded me of like 70s, you know, dime store 
pulp horror novels, you know, like, and, and when it said based on the novel, and then I remember seeing the cover of the novel and I'm like, I have that, I have that. And, uh, I was looking for it, but as I watched this, like I used to read that, like for some reason in my elementary school, those books used to find their way into the stacks because they just look like, you know, they look like they could be something like kids would read because they were like a scary book. Or I, there was one called Rattlers. Yeah. There was one called The Majorettes. That yes. Was based, that, was ba- that was by John Russo, actually, of Night of Living Dead. And, uh, and you know, and uh, one that I just picked up at a garage sale recently called the Attack of the Killer Crabs. Ooh. Yes. And 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 they all follow the same pattern. <laughs> they all follow the same pattern. All the characters are kind of dicks, and you know, there's there's a few little signs of whatever critters going to be killing people. There's some gore killings, you know, a gore killing early on, and then like three or four like kind of sleazy sex scenes and those were like in rattlers every like the pages that the sex scenes were had creases in them so everybody knew where to, to pull it out of the stacks and, and read the pull good stuff right. yep. and like you know and it was all in like horrible purple prose so everybody was talking about like and he inched down to her slithery slit you know instead of ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's what sex is like uh, sure you know, is <laughs> like eight years old that so that's what sex is like and uh okay. and so there's like i see the setup i see how this book would play out except sure. it would be a lot sleazier in the book like the the doctor in this would have been more you know you know would have had a a sex scene with the with the mayor and and the sheriff would have had a mayor. sex scene with every yeah, all with three mayor. all three of the girls that were coming on to him and maybe the, the doctor mayor, absolutely because that's who she's with the entire time. Oh, yeah. but he's like, but that's the one she said was adequate. I don't well, know she, if we can get it up to that. When she got off when she got off the 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 seaplane, the he he she said something like, "Are are you here alone?" And he said, "Yeah, but I'm thinking I could change that, you know." And she was sort of like, "Oh." in the very beginning and i'm like oh look at them flirting and then you find out she's like some you know weird uh she's she would have been the one in the in the teddy with the roach if she could have so real quick i just i just was looking i found this it says when some of the insects escaped into the nearby dressing room the american humane association were unable to assist them as organization must be contacted prior to shooting on matters concerning insects so that's why it kept going because that's the why you American hire a Human- roach wrangler. Yeah, yep. the Americans are like, look, we're not coming in. You didn't bring us in at the beginning of the roach situation. We're not here at the back. Are these union roaches? Do these yet? Yeah, yes, yeah. these roaches aren't union. They aren't working for scale. <laughs> you go get. Say, you go yeah, get John, you yeah. have to go get John if you really want to get the best. Get John Carpenter's roach wrangler. Each roach has a tiny little micro explosive built into it. So if they get away, they just hit the button and they pop. Not enough Hopefully to blow them up, but, but they bleed out in like 15 hours. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I mean, there, anyway. The thing My about this, like I said, I mean, all, all things considered <laughs> about this movie, though, the, the real, to me, and we're, we're kind of beating around the bush here, but the movie, the problem is, is that it doesn't really do anything all that different from any other killer bug movie 
until the last reel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last reel, I said this. I said this in our group chat. The wheels come off, but in a good way. In oh the last yeah. Reel. It, it, it just becomes there, there it becomes a pastiche of a lot of other. It becomes like tributes to all these other horror movies and. And like, you know, the shit starts getting crazier and crazier. So it it kicks up. But like, I mean, this this, how- this would have been this would have been a good fast paced movie in like 1970, 10 years earlier. It's this 89 ha- it, minutes in the first 69 minutes feel like they're two hours. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, right. I mean, I, I have I have more notes for the last 30 minutes than I do the first 60. And one yeah. of my notes for the first 60 is that I really liked Richard, the sheriff. I really liked his thermos. Oh, he's, he's got this great acting style where you just point your head at whatever you're you're acting at. <laughs> All I know is I want to go back in time when they're when they're looking at the at the at the T-bone steaks that have been eaten from the yes. inside out. I just want to go back to the time when I could get a T-bone steak for two dollars and thirty-seven cents. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, and really, God. they're talking over these roach-eaten, roach-shit-covered T-bone steak bones, and the girl's still trying to, like, get in his pants. Well, I mean... No, it's, I, very I say, it's very 70s. Well, he's well, it's very 70s. He's the only guy who was crossing the street for. What? That's what... That's what that's what the waitress says. He's the only guy in town worth crossing the street for. Crossing the street for. I, well, okay, true. I mean, so, all, all the other guys in the are town... Are losers. Well, they're either, yeah, they're either yeah, yeah. insane, they're, they're the mayor... You know, or they're they're hanging out at the diner all day, or they're okay. Homer the exterminator. Yeah, this is this is there's seven hundred there's seven hundred people in this town. It said on the sign. Yeah, and and like the alpha male is basically this like total personality of a dishrag, like fail son inherited the role of sheriff <laughs> sheriff. You know, and, but no. but he, he's I guess that's he's yeah he's the pick of the he. I guess that's kind of accurate for small yeah. town life. I guess. Well, Except the part that I don't get with girls. that is then, is then, so Elizabeth, who is, you know, that's, uh, that, that's the, our, our female lead. That's uh, Lisa Langlois. You know, she went to Los Angeles and then came back here by choice, which says <laughs> to me that there's like a body, you know, in locked in a footlocker or something out there that Ooh. she is like, I'm going to skip town. I'll go back to Northport. They'll never find me in that little podunk okay. hell. So but here's the thing is when she comes in, I said, it's Debbie Gibson's little sister. Like <laughs> she looks like literally she's like, everyone keeps treating me like I'm 17. And I'm looking at her going, what's she like 17? Like she literally is trying to look like she's 17. I was going to so, say that she only could have followed that line up by blowing a big bubble gum bubble and then popping seriously, it. Seriously. The, the one who works at the grocery store, uh, I forgot her name. The one who, um, uh, why well, can't I get her name anyway, but she, she's supposed to be like 17. Like that's uh, what's her name? Jenny, right? Uh, Heidi Helmer plays her. I think it's the only movie she ever was in, right? She's supposed to be like seventeen. She looks older than Lisa Langless in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like Lisa Langless looks like when when you're like, okay, she's with that guy. Like that guy's a, like an adult, and she looks like she's maybe seventeen, possibly eighteen. Well, you Not know, that she's again, the the thing that gave it away is when is when you know that that bit where where uh, Sheriff Richard goes up to their house to Beth and Elias's yeah. house and he, and he yeah. comes up and he's got wingers. She's only 17 blaring on the radio when he comes <laughs> up, you know, it's like, it's just, <laughs> well, I'm just saying it just, it just, These are, struck jokes, me as folks. Weird. These are the jokes. Yeah. So, um, I just want to mention that Dr. Morgan Hubbard, who we mentioned who was got off the plane. Uh, that's Terry, Tre- uh, Tre- Tressa. Um, 
I didn't, I, and I'm looking at her, she looked really familiar to me because she was on uh, Alien Nation, the TV show, which I loved. Oh, um, I love Alien God, Nation. yes. Great movie. Yeah. Great she even show. had the same sort of costume, same sort of like wardrobe in. in who was she in, on Alien Nation? She played, uh, what's her name? The uh, the one who was dating Sykes. The oh, one who's dating. Shit. Uh, Kathy Frankel. That's what her, yeah. her name is. Right there. She's, she's, she's not the wife. The wife is is uh, I don't remember who that is. She's the one you always see in the picture in the silver leotard or your know, silver one piece alien suit. Shit. No, no, she's no, no, she's on the TV show. Oh, she might be. Yes, yeah, she might be right. She plays Kathy. She's not. She's not. Uh, she's not the. I mean, here, let me look it up. God damn it. I just so, I just see her in a silver jumpsuit. Well, while I, you look that up, we we had started to to get on to talking about the last reel of this movie. And in the last reel of this movie, like Luke said, just goes like the doors get blown open. Right. And it turns into like this almost completely other film. Right. Where it's kind of like a Jaws ripoff at the beginning. I I have all I know is I I never knew that I needed to see a cave that had like giant nutsacks dangling from the ceiling. Yes. I hate when people walk into my nutsacks in my cave. (laughs) Yeah. Nutsacks. Dangling nutsacks. No, it, it at the end it just became like a pastiche of current and past. It's like the main framework of Jaws, but then they had like like whole shots. Like, well, they had a scene pretty much from Reanimator with the cat roach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck this movie for killing the cat. A but but bunch of bunch of movies. Movie yeah, yeah, that, I, movie yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I that's what I stopped like in old Mother Hubbard. <sighs> Took her cat to the cupboard. Took her yeah. roaches to the cupboard. Uh, there, I mean, all through it, there were references to like the William Castle bugs and stuff. Well, but uh, even even like the one the scene I was talking about in the diner where she's killed. That I mean, that's that's Gremlins. It's straight out of Gremlins. Yes. She killed yes. all the stuff in the kit in the, with the food. And it's, and this this yes. this is the part. This is the part you know. They always said that that they're, they're originally in Gremlins, the mom was supposed to get killed in the kitchen. They said we yes. can't can't do that. Okay, here Lillian, re- okay, she she kills all these killer bugs in in her in her diner, right? And, and then in establishing that she's got some grit and yeah. and is some fight, yes. But then Richard finds her after she has retreated into the freezer and frozen herself to death. To death. Well, I like, have to ask. No, wait. I have to ask this question, and and maybe I'm overthinking this. Why don't you just leave? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. clear from the actress that she was definitely from Minnesota, so she probably thought she could handle the cold. <laughs> I think. Oh it was yeah, because... I can just hang out in there for a little while. I got myself a brat in a while. I'm sitting there going, "This is not New England. This doesn't look like New England. I'm yeah, from yeah. New England." No, 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 so no, no, I I think they did that. A, it was just an easy way to to resolve that love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they just they just they just Slotty clipped writing. a scene from Shivers. That scene from Shivers yes. with the girl in the refrigerator. Yes. She was well, in, the, in the same position. Yeah. yeah. But but Richard and, goes in there. He looks there. He's like, oh, Lillian. He's like, well, I guess you're dead. Bye. Lillian's you know. Dead. My hot seventeen. Bye. Makes my romantic equation a lot easier, I guess. Uh, the other okay. the other one I really like. It's in the <laughs> same boat. It's when. When Beth and Elias are in the house and they're they're like being chased room to room, 
I, I yeah. mean, maybe maybe I missaw this, but at one point, Elias goes into, I guess it's his bedroom or something, and he locks the door. Yeah. Are yeah, the roaches going to, like, jimmy the lock open the lock. or something? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> well, the best is he gets the gun. Yeah, no, that's, that's another thing. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> people keep grabbing guns, and it's just like, yeah, that's... that's oh, a- God, when he grabs the gun and loads it, and then he puts it down so that the barrel is face up toward his head, I'm like, oh, my God. This is, like... Wow! Shoot yourself in the that's, head. No, like the that's that's hand. the scene from Planet Terror when yeah. when she tells him don't play with a gun. Boom! He shoots himself right in the face. The little kid in the car, which yeah. is hysterical. Yeah, uh, but it was, I mean, I was that, like, that, that's like be... the first five minutes of your handgun safety class, right there. It's like, yeah. Yeah, don't do this. Don't shaking hands with danger. <laughs> um, so I, I, I mean, they took a whole class. they took a whole sequence from The Fly too. Yes. Yeah. It very okay. much is like fly. Uh, I okay, mean, that, so that's I, the thing. It's like up. it's it's you know you know they, that that was the old thing. It's like you'd get to, uh, and that, this this was more like the forties and fifties, especially the fifties with the 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 B movies, where you'd get talk 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 because talk is cheap, and then you'd get the monster in the last couple of minutes. That's kind of like what we get here because if you can make it through the first two thirds of this. Then, like I said, shit gets weird, and it, it gets, starts becoming really entertaining. And by that point, it you know, you had your snacks and yes. your drinks, and you're like, okay, let's go. And then you're like, oh, now we got to pick me up here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no, it, it races, it races to the end once it gets going. But yeah, like, right. I, it's a throwback to me. It just feels very seventies. Like, yeah, if I would have seen this in the seventies, this would have been groundbreaking, you know, and crazy. But like, but it's weird. It's just like a, it's like a. 70s movie that came out in the 80s right on the verge of the 90s it's just it's got a weird feel to it which see you see what it was a little more interesting to me you know it gave it a little more maybe it was ahead of its time because you know in the 90s we had all the 70s nostalgia right Uh right you know like I remember being in high school and everybody all the all the girls loving the movie Grease because it was a 70s movie and you know, and and uh, Saturday Night Fever and ABBA and all that stuff. So maybe what's maybe funny it's, is know. it's a se- Grease was a seventies movie cashing in on the nostalgia for <laughs> the fifties. Yeah, well, so it was I it always, was really a movie always. for boomers. But like I remember when I was a little kid, like our parents were all into Grease, and then the kids got a hold of the soundtrack, and the parents were over it in like two weeks, and then the kids were really into Grease after that. So it it, it was kind of a seventies. Well, you know, it's like it's like Rod Serling says, you know, he was responsible for the nostalgia boom of the 1970s, you know, says that in Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, and, and when they when they do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the 70s were in love with the 50s, much like the 90s were in love with the 70s. And Greece existed at that weird nexus of all realities. Yeah. Yeah. It's a oh, 50s movie. It's a 50s movie with a 50s star singing a disco song for the main theme. Yeah. As the, <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the the song that 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 sets the mood for it is like which sounds like no 50s song ever recorded (laughs) and by contractual obligation talking about greece i do have to call back way way back way back to the first year of this show when we did christine because in the book christine you know he takes lee on the date and they go to see greece and he goes out to get popcorn he goes oh what you see in greece Oh, the ending's the best part. Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> Everybody tells them, oh, the end's the best part. Okay, so I looked up uh, Terry Tressa's career. Um, and her. She it says here, is known for Alien Nation, 
because she definitely is known for alienation. So in 88, not only did she make The Nest, she also had time to, to be in the movie called Death Stalker 3. Ooh. Uh, oh, Death Stal- the, of the Death Stalker series, best known to uh, fans of yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, which yes, was that. known as Death Stalker and the Warriors from Hell, or Death Stalker 3, the Warriors from Hell. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, and then after that, she followed that up uh, by being in uh, The Terror Within, which I think is a Corman movie. It is. Um, and Corman actually directed that one with George Kennedy. Uh, and then she was in, she played the girl in the bed in the fabulous Baker voice. So not even like a real role. Just um, body. She, she was just the voice of the computer in Frankenstein unbound. And then in 92, she'd later go on to be in house Four: the repossession. Wait, there's so, a fourth house movie. There's a third house movie, which is actually, I think, a horror show, right? Was that what they made the... Yeah, the, the, the okay, house so, okay, so here's the thing with House, is that... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious, and I swear to God I'm not making this up, is that House actually... is it House became like zombie, in that it got like an unofficial series of sequels. So there are several yeah. House movies that yeah. are... Wow. I was just reading about those. that, actually. Yeah, yeah that have So the movie called the, the Horror Show, the movie called The Horror Show, which Sean S. Cunningham did, it's with Lance Hendrickson and Brian, uh, Byron James, right? Where he's this, it's, it's basically shocker before shocker happened, but Ooh. like, which is crazy, but that's what, that's house three. And then house four is called the repossession, which Sean uh, Cunningham produced, which was a direct to video comedy horror movie. Um, and the, the cover actually says home, sweet home, but someone crossed out the word sweet and wrote the word deadly underneath. Oh, um, because, yeah, it's super scary, but she's the star, which is good for her because I've never starred in a movie. And uh, uh, Harry Manf- uh, Manfredini did the music. So, um, you know, and it had a $1.6 million budget, but that's not this movie. So let's talk about this movie anyway. So um, I'd also when- like to point out that I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, no, Shocker and Horror Show came out back to back years, I want to say. Yes. Oh, no, they both came out in yes. 1989. They came out at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, is a million times better without a verbal. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like how, how, uh, we were going to get, um, like Leviathan was coming out. So then deep star six had to come out first. Sean is coming in. It's like, we got to get deep star six out first, which I actually like deep star six. And I like Leviathan. And then they're like, wait, we got to put the other ones out. And that's when you had the Roger Corman ripoff one. And you had the other one, which is even worse. It's the Italian ripoff one. Ooh. And then you had the worst one of them all, which was the abyss. Because that's the worst of all of them. Because love, it's love boring. <laughs> no, it's because it's boring. There, there's no bigger sin in, in making a movie that's supposed to be like an, an exciting movie. I don't care if it's a horror movie, an action movie. Whatever. If you're boring, that's the worst you can be. I don't give a shit how bad your effects look. Just don't be boring. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to find soapbox. Sorry. You, you know what? I can't believe nobody's mentioned the elephant in the room of other movie references. Caddyshack. We've got dollar store Bill Murray as Carl as the... As the <laughs> oh, come on, you do. He's, uh, he's yeah. just... He just doesn't do his... He, sometimes he'll slip into the affected, you know, talking like that, but... Like and then all the awkward comedy that physical comedy they had with him and the sheriff, like walking around the truck and stuff, the funny stuff. Yeah, I well, they're trying was, to like liven it up. Yeah. yeah. 
I think I, they I were like, like you're, you're, you're Bill Murray and Caddyshack, man. <laughs> yeah. And and believe it or not, so we were talking just just to keep it this even. To me, this is this is more interesting than the nest. The so uh, okay, so we talked about House, right? Yeah. And in Italy, Evil the Evil Dead was released as La Casa. Yes. And Evil Dead Two was La Casa Two. Then there was a series of other movies. It was Ghost House and Witchery and Beyond Darkness that were La Casa three, four, and five. Yeah. And then House Two, the second story, became La Casa Six. Jesus. And House <laughs> House Three, the horror show, became La Casa Seven. And so the original House was not part of the House. In a trilogy or a series, we should do we should do a series of the house the the house series the you know the whole house no. double double trilogy and like how they all fit together from ev- how Evil Dead and the house movies are all in the same continuity universe. Yeah, but what, but the also, yeah. what, this does not take into account the insane Japanese movie House, which is a totally different animal. Oh yeah, oh, the Houseu. Yeah, Houseu. I've never Stop. seen it, but I've seen big chunks of it, and yeah, it's a whole different thing. That so, sounds thing, more akin on the 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 zoo animals on LSD type yeah. movie. <laughs> so the thing is, when, when this movie was brought up, I mean, I knew I had this. I have the. I own the Blu-ray. Um, and that's pretty much the only way you can get your hands on this now on physical media because the DVD, original DVD, is way out of print, and the the, the Blu-ray, which was put out, um, which was put out in 20, 2013 by Shout Factory, it's beautiful. It's a double, double, um, uh, it's a DVD Blu-ray set. It's it's just it's just a great set. And if you and I said to Luke when we saw it, I go, I remember this movie being really good. And then I'm thinking to myself, going, "Oh, I remember the ending being nuts. That's what I'm remembering, right?" Yeah, that's because what sticks this, with you. Yeah, right. Because because and I remember. And then once I realized this was based on a book, I said, "Wait, I'm I'm think I'm misremembering the movie." And I'm like, "No, no, I remembered everything about this movie." But then I remembered another movie called Slugs, which was based on a novel from 1982, another of those cheap horror novel kind of things, right? Which also came out in 1988 at the same time as this movie. Oh and, right? Actually, if and, you go to YouTube and you search for for The Nest 1988, right yeah. underneath it, come Slugs comes up too. And then and then of course, whenever you're talking about the the Nest and Slugs, uh, there's also the movie called Ticks, yeah. which also uh, was about the same. Well, Ticks I think is a little later. Ticks uh, was I, in the 90s, but not by much. Yeah. Um, so it was 1993. It was Tix. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but again, another movie um, that comes, that kind of fits, that, that's the one with Seth Green. That kind of, so it's 93, 94 in that range. That fits in that same category. So when you think about those movies, and all of them are on the shelf together because they're all the bug movies, right? They all, I got someone like, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like, oh, my mystery remembering something or whatever? Nope. I remembered everything in this movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I blocked out the beginning 60 minutes of this movie where <laughs> jack shit happens, and I remember the last 29 minutes of this movie where things actually occur. So, but, um, folks, I'll be honest with you. You can go see this on YouTube. If, if Unlike me, if, if you don't want to own, uh, you know, uh, physical media because, you know, that's just, you know, you, um, 
definitely go check it out on YouTube. It's a little, isn't it a little dark? One of them is a little dark. If you have there's, Amazon, there's you can one... check it out on that. It's yeah, on the that's IMDb what I was gonna say. TV. So. Yeah. yeah. You can watch it on Prime. It actually is on Prime also right now. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't yeah, it, it, I, when I was looking for it, I didn't find it on IMDb, IMDb TV, which is a, which is a service you can get through Amazon that is yeah. free ad supported. Yep. Uh, but this one is on Prime for streaming if you if you go that route. Yep. So slugs, by the way, if you want to see slugs, because that that would be a good double feature. So um, as most of you listeners may or may not, well, some of you might know this because I, I say it all the time. My wife really never like watches movies. Like she like she'll like so I want to watch this and like she'll look at her phone most of the time or fall asleep. So when I said I I have to watch this movie, she goes, Oh, let's watch it together. I said, You aren't going to want to watch this. No. And she's like, What are you talking about? I said, it's called The Nest. I said, let's put the trailer on. And she's like, I'm not fucking watching this. And I said, I knew you were watching this. Hey. Just just the poster alone would have been like, is a bug in it? I'm not watching this movie. Well, my, well actually, my, my wife was out with a girlfriend, and uh, I started watching this, and then she came came home, and I was about halfway through it. And so she's like, well, I'll watch it. And she made it right up until the like the, the, the hybrid bug dad. That was where she said, and I'm going to bed. She just got up and walked out. And, uh, you know, it's like, but the, the thing is to me, the, I mean, that's the, the best part. Well, yeah. yeah, but that, but that kind of stuff, it's like that, that's gruesome in its own right. But it's like, to me, the stuff that's more the girlfriend squirm material, it's like when they're in the cave and there's the yeah. pile of roaches all squirming on top of oh, each other. Yeah. Or when yeah. they take the top off the, to- the top off the top, um, they take the top off the toilet. Uh, <laughs> They take the top of the toilet <laughs> top off, and all the coaches are in the toilet. <laughs> That's the really gross stuff in this oh movie, you know, right? Yeah. Oh. I, uh, so I, have either any of you guys seen Slugs? Yes. yes. Because I, saw, I, like, I, I have a, I have very, I have a distinct memory of watching Slugs on Channel 11 WPIX. Yes. October. One. I have yes. okay. I have a question because because. Immediately, like, killer cockroaches and ticks, yuck, yuck, yuck. Killer slugs? Now, is there... This is how I resolve killer slugs if I'm the filmmaker, or if I'm in that universe and I have to fight killer slugs. It's just too... Yeah, yeah, you go in the tub, you, you get yourself nice and damp, and you coat yourself in in, in salt like you're, like you're a giant margarita, and you just go marching through those suckers. They're good. They'll sizzle the second they touch you. Yeah. See, here's the problem with that is though, you're talking about regular slugs. You're not talking about the uh, uh, the mutant Salt. strain of oh, black slugs, slugs. Salt who resistant were, slugs who who were who were. Hyper, uh, oh, so it's a racist movie, and they're hyper violent black no, slugs. I see. No. <laughs> it says, it says, if you only finish, it says the uh, the uh, a strain of black slugs uh, uh, spawned from the disposal of toxic waste. Of course. And it's, and it's the local health inspector's job to stop them. Yeah. Oh, my God. The hero is the health inspector. It's like Larry the Cable Guy. We hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, he fights back with his clipboard. That's the hero in this movie is the exterminator because the sheriff is useless. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he really a hero when he blows up his own house and then yells, they blew up a house? It's like well, that's, I mean, look, that, that's right on the level of shooting your own hand off, like in Kingdom of the Spiders, as far as just stupid moves. You know? Oh my God! When she shoots herself in the hand, in that movie, even when Dad and I reviewed it, I said that's the worst scene in the entire movie. 
don't shoot your own hand. <laughs> Dude, that that whole scene was just Carl mixing drinks in Caddyshack, except he was mixing up poison. It was that whole scene where Carl's like a little bit of plastic explosive. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, folks, if you want to see it, go check it out on YouTube. Um, if you actually want to see the movie, go watch it on Prime Video uh, because the YouTube might be a tad dark. Um, but, yeah, it's put it this way. It, you got to get through the first, you know, two thirds of it, um, and then the if, end. If gets you good. fast forward a little bit, you'll do. Watch fine. it like well, one and a half speed. Watch it, yeah, exactly. You're on YouTube. What about one point five speed? Help you through yeah. the first, the first bit. And yeah. and and honestly, or this is one that you can. This this is not a bad one to have on in the background mm-hmm. if you're, you're working on something, you know, That's... or you're working on a model or something, or Funny if you, you got some friends that. over and you're you're drinking and bullshitting and stuff. You know, yeah. I think that that that's a that's a good choice because then then you've had a few by the time you get to that last reel and then you're in the mood for it. Ah yes. <laughs> so now anyway. I mentioned earlier on the show that um, listener Roel Gonzalez is responsible ultimately for us watching the nest. And uh, Roel, um, actually, we have an email from Roel as Ooh. well. So. I thought it would. I thought it would be good symmetry, since I think we're we're done digging into the really deep themes of the nest. Mm. Uh, <laughs> to to get in and and see what Roel wrote. I us. mean, so if Roel, if we just kept going, we could go all night. So you know, you yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. put a cap on it somewhere. Yeah. So Roel writes us, and uh, the subject of the email is Night of the Demons, and Roel writes, "Hey, broskies, I checked out that Night of the Demons again after you all talked about it." I still love it. I remember I saw this on HBO way back when. Side note, it sucks that HBO removed the more scandalous content. Roel, I think we're on the same wavelength here, man. <laughs> we, are we talking the nipstick? Is that yeah, what it's, yeah, yeah, that uh, No, I think he's just talking about in general. Just in ah. general, HBO scandalous content. Yeah, Anyhow, Roel uh, continues, I was a preteen when I saw it. And later when part two came out, I was in my full-blown cheesy-ass teens. Nice. Now, I read this email before going on the year. I, I, I want to call careful attention to the next segment of this email because Roel <laughs> is really is, is earning my admiration. I was totally using part two as a way to set the mood for sex with the honeydews. Those <laughs> movies are so good. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm... <laughs> No, that's no, a game think, right there. He's ignited I... the demons too. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roel could. Oh, what were you gonna say, Chris? I no, I was getting. I was gonna say. I thought Night of the Demons Two might have been uh, um, this one director, but I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking Ghoulies Two. Hang on, I'll look it up. I'll look. Yeah. Keep reading. So Roel continues, anyways, I was off work for about a week and had a random horror movie binge on Amazon Prime. There was no rhyme or reason in my selection. I just scrolled through and picked without any background. Two of them turned out to be a good surprise. I don't know if I would call them classically good, but other aficionados probably would. Uh, But they definitely provided the shock and horror. One was called Along Came a Demon. It is a sort of coming of age for a young girl who happens to be stalked by a demon. Ha ha ha. Oh boy. He actually, I mean, Roel has actually laughed it out here. Anyhow. (laughs) 
it literally says ha 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 the email. I, I mean, th- this is the way I write emails. So I'm, I'm on board with Roel here. Anyway, it's like, is she or isn't she? Or what the heck is going on with this pubescent schoolgirl? Then the movie goes into a late act two and the crescendo in act three where it was like, OMG. It provided a good shock the last five minutes or so. It also had a beautiful young youth minister priest who was totally making this movie worth watching. Not in a sexual way. It was just nice to slat on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I, I, I guess I need to try and check this movie out because that's, that, that's a heck of an endorsement. <laughs> so, nice. okay. So hang on. So uh, Honeywell, you were saying. So, yeah. Uh, Brian Trenchard even... Smith directed yes. one of those two movies. He did. Brian Trenchard Smith directed part two. The um, guy who um, also went on to go direct uh, BMX Night Bandits. of the Demons. Night of the Demons, too. Okay, okay. He also did Dead End, Dead End Drive-In. Dead End Drive-In, yeah. And yes. he was included... Uh, He's been on uh, the Honeywell so. Experiment twice and will yeah. be on again. So if anybody has any questions... BMX Bandits. Yeah, he did, did Leprechaun and 4 in space. Um, oh, that's Rock. right. He did a Leprechaun movie, too. He did two. He did Leprechaun 3 and Leprechaun 4 ah. because he couldn't get enough. He so, do uh, a movie called Stunt Rock. Yes. Stunt Rock in '78. Yes. Yes. Um, the Man Death from Hong Peter. Kong was was the first yep. time we had him on our show. Was for the Man from Hong Kong, which had one of my favorites favorite scenes that I've always wanted to see, where someone gets a uh, a um, hand grenade shoved in their mouth and then <laughs> kicked back into a bank vault to explode. Hey, BMX Bandits, the day the film debut of. Uh... Of Nicole Kidman, if I remember correctly. I think so, yes, right. Yep, yep. You also did correct. DC 9-11, Time of Crisis, which I think was a TV movie. Oh, and he also did the Omega Code 2. I remember what yes. the Omega Code, okay. that was a big deal. This, this, is, this is about, what do you call it? This is about uh, 9-11. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. And I, mean, I remember there were a couple of those, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that, that was funny because there were a bunch of 9-11 movies and none of them... There were like 9/11 movies and Iraq War movies. None of them did well in the box office. They no, were varying in quality, but some of them were really good. Nobody wanted to see that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, BMX Bandits in '83. It is uh, Nicole Kidman's acting debut. I'm pretty sure it's her debut. It's it's early. Um, I, I remember watching that. I remember seeing that on like the Disney Channel back in the '80s. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Australian. It's Australian, but it's Goodbye, like, Mike, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, BMX, you know, but uh, <laughs> so getting uh, getting back to, to Roel's email, talking about their uh, their their random Amazon Prime horror movie binge. The second was a movie called Girl House. Oh, yeah. It is about webcam oh. models in a fully televised house. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Tropical. There is like oh, meeting the girls and why, well, well, there is like meeting the girls and why they are doing porn and then a stupid love story between the protagonist and her stupid boyfriend. But about midway, the movie goes from zero to a hundred miles per hour as there was a subplot in the first part that goes into full on development. Anyway, what sets this movie apart is that it gets full on graphic. Now, considering how you've described this film, that could go one of two ways. Mm. Okay. That's what I, I'm saying, okay, full on graphic. Yeah. How? In yes. which way or both? Yeah. It's I Canadian. Had, 
Oh, oh. <laughs> real hairy bush. Those Canadian guys. Maybe there's you're, some you're curling. One of, you're, going one of them, on. you're one of them sex guys, aren't you? Uh, We've got some graphic <laughs> curling in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rowell continues. I think I have never seen a movie like that. I think you guys have, because you described a movie called Holy Shit, Cannibal Holocaust. I won't watch it. What? You all said that a live animal was harmed. It went on my band list. Anyhow, there are these two particular scenes of the beefy security guards, like ex-football player, pound a typical man to oblivion. How? Pound him how? (laughs) We still have not determined what kind of explicit this is yet. Okay, no. I mean, I'm not intimidated either way. I still want to see it. Please, I can only get some. (laughs) It becomes clear. So he says... Two particular scenes of the beefy security guards, like the ex-football players, pound a typical man to oblivion versus the antagonist. So the two beefy security guards fight the antagonist. The result surprised the crap out of me in how the antagonist kills the shit out of them is no problem. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's probably the other one. Not not that graphic. The other yes. one. Okay. But I don't know. Again, I'm reading the shit thing. out of him is could be, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. not up on my yeah, I'm not remember, up on my graphic sex acolyte, thing either. When the acolytes had that shirt that said "Always Pound an Ass," and it's like, mm-hmm. guys, yes, guys. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron, I'm, John, oh, I don't on. know that that means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't know this. This it's it sounds like uh, it sounds like maybe it's um. Oh, now I can't remember. It's a ga- that guy, that French guy, that French guy, Gaspar No. He did Gaspar the Noir. Yeah. Irreversible. His movie. God, that movie sucks. The, yes, it does suck. But Fuck. the scene, the scene where there's a fight and a guy bat like bashes someone's head in with the fire extinguisher. Really that's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, he it's, it's kills weird. the wrong fucking guy because the guy yeah. he's supposed to kill tells him it's that guy and he murders him and then yeah, you yeah. spin backwards and then you watch a fucking rape scene that's this. Beyond disgusting. Yes, they that's, fucking hate it. It's horrifying. Yeah, but anyway, but that, what that is, scene... is Honeywell? Maybe maybe you know this. What what is the movie? I think it's French, where we follow these. It's like it's like a it's like a nudie cutie softcore where we follow these two girls and all their exploits. Like at one point they're selling encyclopedias or something door to door, and they end up at like a like a like a cult for a little while. And at the end, they're like taken to the woods and and like brutally murdered. Is no, I know the movie you're talking about. I know the it is French. Yes, I I can't remember. Yeah, it's one of those movies. It's like, it's like one of those '60s. Yeah, it's kind of nudie. Yeah, and, but then but then it goes it's like that, it goes it's like, sort of free love yeah. and Austin Powers move music, and they're just sort of scamming people, but just sort of fly, and it's like one of those Mondo like. Yeah, and then in the last scene, what, these hold guys on. Take, it might be Italian. What did actually. you say, Hero? Is it Bayes Moi? No, 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 no. This is a this is a this was a seven, this was like 73, 74 okay. time period. It was it was more around the time of like when, like, maybe when, um, um, oh, what was that Wes Craven movie? Last House on the Left, Last House on the Left. It was, yeah. but but it had no. You know, it was like last house on the left in the last five minutes of the film and was a happy go lucky, you know, cutesy protagonist movie up until that point. Yeah. And then it turns into a horror movie. 
and I that might it might have been Italian. It might have been. Italian. It, it, I know it was European, but I cannot. I, yeah. I, I was I fell down a rabbit hole looking at something else and found this movie. Now I can't remember the name of it. I, you saying I, that I, made me think of it. But um, but let, let me let me finish Roel's email because Roel wrote this. this <laughs> Roel is, is is putting us onto all sorts of stuff here. So you are you're welcome to write anytime, Roel. But yeah, Roel finishes anyhow. Those are my recommendations for you. Feel free to read this on the podcast or not. Well, I guess we did. Also, look forward to hearing you all every month. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Roel. That that is that is fantastic. I got to look up the look up at least the second one, Girl so, House. I'm <laughs> reading about Girl House right now. Okay. This sounds crazy. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, like, and I don't, I don't put any stock usually in Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. It's got a seventy-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Um, but it has an, uh, but like, let's see here. Fangoria was two out of four. Bloody Disgusting is three point five out of five. Dead, Dread Central is three point five out of five. Uh, three out of five on. Uh, we got this covered. This girl house is just another uh, is just another nudie horror flick at first glance, but a strong finale finale, but a strong uh, finale finishes things off with a bloody, satisfying money shot, and it got a seven out of ten on IGN. So I literally would never huh. even give this thing another look. The the poster's nothing spectacular. It's a silhouette of a like a naked woman, um, which is great. Yeah, um, but then there's like a, like nice. an uglyish like there's like a masked face like. In her silhouette, I would have thought nothing of that. Um, but you know, so it looks it looks like I mean it literally says uh it stars Allie Corbin playing a woman in an X-rated reality web series and Slane, who must is the rapper, as a psychopath who stalks her. Slane is a rapper, I think. It is, it's a white guy rapper. He's a verb past tense. Yeah, he's a rapper and actor, but he he's from Boston. No, he's from well, Boston. No, that doesn't mean anything. No, <laughs> he's got a blue hat on though. He's he's got a he's, he's from Boston with a blue hat on. I think it's a Mets hat. I'll be <laughs> like, man, and you're not allowed to do that. And <laughs> Allie, Corbin, Allie Corbin, does she? What has she, she done? She's done like nothing. Uh, I don't know any of these fucking things here. There's nothing here. A movie called Lap Dance, Neighbors. That can't be the real Neighbors. Oh, it was. She she plays one of the uh, the sorority chicks in Neighbors or a stripper. So oh, yeah. Well, um. Anyway, a movie called The Hole. I'm, I'm assuming that's about porn. Oh no, it's I seen this movie. This movie wasn't bad. This was the Joe Dante movie. It's PG-13. <laughs> 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 it's a very different movie called The Hole. You know, kind of like like the firm. Like the firm. Anyway. Yep. anyway, so thank you. That's some stuff to look into there. I will have to see. I don't know if it's still. I'm assuming it must still be on uh, on uh, Prime. So we'll check it out. Yeah. Anyway, I, I appreciate like, Roel. Thank you very much for writing in. Like I said, uh, love to hear your thoughts on on the nest since uh, you made the suggestion for us. Uh, if yeah, you, if I hope you, you watch it. it out. If you made us watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. The oh, nest. Boy. The nest, that's it. Well, and, said, and, oh. uh, hang on, and don't confuse the nest. When you go on there, because there's the nest, and then they nest, which is another bug kind of movie. Um, and both are on Prime. And when you type them in, they come up next to each other. So yeah, make sure you, you want, the, you want the one with the the real the lurid, naked chick. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the mostly naked post. chick. Yeah, not yeah. the one with the girl <laughs> screaming. 
but the really the one with the mostly naked chick getting attacked by the cockroach. Yeah, that oh, one that so, one could have been like the poster for yeah. Mimic, you know. It you know what the crazy part is, Mimic comes after this, but this is a lot like Mimic. Yeah, it, yeah. At the yeah, end, it is. It, with with the Judas bugs. Um, the one thing I thought was funny is you know when it's playing La Cucaracha right on the thing. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the director singing that because they didn't want to pay rights to it, nice. so they had him just sing it, and they said, "Oh, put it on there. It's fine. No one will know." Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, but this, this movie actually at the end has a lot that when, when, especially with, when it gets into like trying to rip off Cronenberg's the fly, it definitely gets into that feeling of the mimic of the mimic, like as in the porn, no, just yeah. mimic, uh, <laughs> the definitive, the porn. Um, but like <laughs> you laugh, I had, I had an actual administrator say, we can't let kids have access full access to the internet. They'll find the porn, like the definitive porn. Like once you watch this porn, there's no other porn ever. Backdoor for sluts you. nine. Yeah. <laughs> Backdoor sluts nine. Backdoor sluts nine. Is so, that love too, Dad? Is that love too? <laughs> this is a few. This I I'm now I'm starting to think of an idea for a futuristic, obviously dystopian movie where all porn has been banned, and there's one just like. The porn. Yeah, there's one guy out somewhere with a VHS tape, and it's like some middle, it's some you know busty barroom babes 15, and that's just the porn, and it, and it's <laughs> it's sort of like that Denzel Washington movie where he he's blind and has memorized the Bible. Is this Both guy? Yeah, they they like at some point the tape gets destroyed, and, it, and it's like he's like it's all right, it's all inside me. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm alive, the porn will live. <laughs> oh boy! So, scene one: <laughs> interior. Ah. <laughs> uh. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
That is freaky.